listening to DDI on Autism on 103.9 FM. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Romas, continuing my conversation with my friend and colleague, Chris Brady. Uh, Chris, where we left off, we were talking largely about some of the challenges and some of the advantages of remote learning uh, as we've experienced them. In this segment, I thought it would be nice to talk a little bit about some of the fun that can happen uh, with online learning uh, opportunities. I'm, you know, I'm thinking out of the gate, Chris, about uh, the DDI Film Forum. I, as I hope a lot of our listeners know, uh, DDI routinely offers opportunities to watch really interesting and uh, personal films often, intimate films, uh, related to the subject of difference in the world. And up until now, we've always invited uh, people to watch those films together in person, most often on a Thursday or Wednesday night in our lecture hall, and then follow it with a lot of great conversation. And it's always been a lot of fun. Now, in the absence of that ability to do that, we've had to switch into an online remote experience uh, film viewing. Chris, what do you think? Um, actually, I think it's a great opportunity to you know, increase the accessibility for, you know, for our staff and for the community, uh, you know, as a 24 seven agency, we have people working around the clock and sometimes it's not manageable to, you know, produce something at a, at a specific time that can capture everybody. But by allowing us to, to do these things remotely, somebody could literally get off of work, go home and watch a movie or, or engage in some discussion from the comfort of their home and, and still, meaning in it. That's true. And one, one, of the, one of the challenges there uh, previously was finding that sweet spot, which would appeal to the most amount of uh, film viewers. And very often that was hard to negotiate. As just as you were thinking, Chris, so you, uh, people come home, sometimes they're tired, sometimes they need to shower up or have dinner, and then watch the, go out again uh, to, to watch a film. And sometimes, as much as they might enjoy films in discussion, that momentum kind of dies and the ability to kind of just go out again. I know how I feel after a long day. Still, still, at the end of a long day, I often want, want to watch a good film. And what distinguishes this from just watching that film alone is the opportunity to share in a conversation. And as you were saying, Chris, to offer at different times. So, you know, we really, again, we're not bound by the physical size of, of a room or a place or the time. We can open that up to all, really to anybody we want to. Uh, it's really... It's casting a much broader net. I definitely agree. Uh, you know, we had shown a movie, uh, A Boy Called Poe, that was pretty well received critically and also well received by our staff uh, when we presented it. And it's something that, you know, allowed people that would never, you know, had stated they would never have had the chance to come to our lecture hall and, and watch the movie in person. Uh, so it definitely helped brought in you know, support from, from our staff by doing something like this remotely. You know, I, I really can't let this moment go without uh, offering a plug about the forum, whether it was remote or, or in person. The films that we show are invariably and, and always uh, award-winning films, often multi-award-winning uh, films. And we stay away from the kind of films that are in all the movie houses. We want those little gems uh, that people might have uh, overlooked or, or may not uh, know about. And, Again, while many of the films we choose are related to uh, the people we support and their providers, often around the issue of uh, developmental disability and autism, the larger theme has always been about being different in the world and what that experience uh, is like. And ultimately, uh, those conversations um, really are grounded in, though there might be different paths, but the commonality of the human experience as well. So 
And I, I couldn't let that moment go with, without inviting uh, um, listeners to be a part of that, and we'll have a promotion go out uh, very, very soon. You know, I was thinking, Chris, too, we should also at least talk a little bit about the uh, the new hire breakfast and what that means for uh, remote learning. If you could just describe the breakfast, its intent, so that listeners have an understanding of what that's about. Yes, of course. You know, as as a human a provider in the human services field, you know, one of the things that uh, we do is we want to, you know, we want to be able to retain our staff. And so we typically meet with our new hires that have been there typically anywhere from 90 days to, you know, up to about the six month mark. And we really try to assess how their onboarding experience has gone from the day that they had applied for the job until, until that very day, incorporating the application process, the orientation, the programmatic trainings, uh, support from their supervisors, how they feel about the culture of the organization. And we, we take this information confidentially and, and use it to help make the experience better for all of our employees, uh, you know, so that we're constantly improving the process. When we do these meetings, you know, we offer breakfast lunches, we do them at different sites. But again, going back to the convenience factor, not always convenient for people to make that specific time and specific date, given other, you know, work or home uh, responsibilities that they may have. But that's, that's, that's right, Chris. And I, I, I just want uh, listeners to understand that uh, a couple of things about the breakfast that they might find interesting, that decision to invite new hires in for that conversation at the three or four month mark really isn't arbitrary. Um, the, the literature around people in our industry has suggested that for a lot of new hires, that's a, a should I stay or should I go moment. They're really just beginning to uh, experience what the work itself is like. By that point, there's hopefully some good, effective initial training. And they may be asking themselves, did I land in good soil? Is this a place that I can grow? Are people receptive? Are they supportive? Um, did I, did, am I, is my potential uh, as a career person going to be satisfied uh, here? So that conversation tends to be very rich and very useful in, in ensuring that our contribution to the onboarding experience is everything it needs to be. What's radically different in this new normal, of course, is that what we used to do in person around the table, often with you know bagels and a cup of coffee and orange juice or a lunch later in the day, is now with people who are sitting often uh, in their homes in, in front of a computer. So if there's a breakfast, they've made it themselves. <laughs> so, it's a bit, but even there, it's a bit of, of a trade-off because they can sometimes fall out of bed for an early morning discussion. And one of the, one of the interesting um, uh, insights that we have, we have found in this new mode is that some people, some people are a little more inclined to talk freely behind the screen. So it has the opposite effect. So some people, in terms of pulling important information, some people are, are, are understandably reticent to share that with other people directly around them. So isn't that interesting, Chris, that this new normal in this particular instance sometimes pulls for more information? I, I agree. It's actually kind of the converse of what we were saying before about how sometimes it's hard for presenters to feed off of that energy of the group. But that's for people who like presenting to groups. There are many people who do not feel comfortable sharing in front of a group. And I guess that disconnect can lead to a, a little greater sense of security because it's not that in-person, face-to-face or roundtable discussion. People tend to be more freely. 
uh, speak more freely. Yeah, I, I agree. And just as you suggest, Chris, it's kind of kind of counterintuitive, uh, but what a surprising advantage. So, you know, shifting gears, I wanted to also just speak a little bit to another training professional development initiative, which is all has been all about uh, providing internship, practicum, and student observations. Uh, and we get a lot of, you know, we have partnerships with more than 19 universities and colleges. At any particular time, we've had, you know, sometimes we've had as many as 100 students uh, funnel through our many program sites. But in this particular new normal, what we're able to offer students has to be a little different. We've had to look much more closely at how much hands-on contact uh, college or graduate students can have, uh, either with other staff or the people we support. But that doesn't mean that the internship experience has to be entirely aborted. A lot can still happen in terms of mentoring um, and didactic training uh, from a distance. Uh, Chris, what kind of internship uh, requests are, are you seeing? Uh, well, I'm seeing, obviously, uh, you know, many internship requests uh, tend to be things that can be more manageable remotely. Uh, some of them are, 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 are more difficult, things like occupational therapy, physical therapy, a little more difficult to do in a remote fashion, given the hands-on nature of, of, the, of the role, uh, whereas social work, um, pathology, even student teaching, we've not seen a decline in uh, requests for those types of internships. Uh, is a lot of coordination with schools going back and forth about requirements and what can be remote, what can be in person, but it's a, another frontier that we're, we're, we're crossing through. Well, I think, the word, I think the word frontier is spot on. Uh, it really is. It's a brave new territory. You know, you've been listening to DDI on 103.9 FM. This is a rich topic that's going to continue as we bravely enter the new frontier. It's a little Star trek here, which is the new normal, which is the world of training in the context of COVID. opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.